0: you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy welcome to the pharmacy podcast show you can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com
1: hi this is don hackett the uh, publisher and ceo of RxWiki. you're listening to the pharmacy podcast
0: hey heads up pharmacy owners pharmacists Uh, those who manage pharmacy businesses. How are you reaching your patient when you're not available? Through good content, through the digital era and the age that we're in, you have to have good content, you have to have good patient touch. How are you doing that? Um, Through mobile applications, I know when it's time for me to look up almost anything, I go to my mobile phone, I go to my Google app, I put in some keywords, look what I'm looking for, how are you being found? What content is out there? What content are you pushing your patients to for follow-up? If you want more information, patient, on XYZ medication, or do you, if you want more uh, education on a disease state, where are you pushing them? We're gonna be talking more about that in today's interview with Mr. Don Hackett, the CEO of RxWiki. But before we get to that, heads up, Proxys Rx launches pharmacy benefit management services to save employers 5 to 20% on prescription drug benefits. So that's an article that just came out just recently, I think just this morning. Proxys Rx. So they consider themselves the nation's largest integrated outpatient pharmacy provider. And they've launched this PBM. And they're saying it's to serve hospitals, health systems, and other major employers. Okay, we're gonna see an increase in this. And I know there's an organization out there I'm proudly um, assisting and um, loosely a part of from a um, direction perspective, and that's called Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency. So we need to ensure the future of um, private, pharmacy practice and if if pharmacy owners don't start coming together on a consistent basis to put your heads together to really come up with some creative ways to continue to drive and build business then it's gonna cause problems and you know transparency this is this is this phrase right now that's obviously coming out in the PBM world and a quote from Proxxus Rx uh, CEO George Salam. He says an unprecedented benefit we provide employers is full disclosure of all associated costs in real-time plan management. He goes on to say transparency is key in delivering value and keeping drug costs down, and transparency is unique to our model. The Proxis Rx PBM service allows healthcare systems to reap benefits that until now were reserved for third-party providers by bringing the program into the health system through partnership with Rx Preferred Benefits, employers and patient benefits. So Rx Preferred Benefits, a transparent, is creating a model and helping to create a model that ensures business for the future. We can't rely on just one PBM to get this done. So other PBMs that are out there, AppRx, RX, uh, Choice RX Solutions, um, anyone that knows of one that is established. It's almost like all the transparent PBMs in some way have to come together to help form a new network, uh, can operate separate PBMs within that network, regionally or however they divide it up. But I just wanted to bring that up to you before we start our interview. Um, thought it was really interesting. Um, let's get into the topic of digital content and uh, being a digital pharmacist. It's, it's not as hard as it sounds. There was an article in, um, in PR Newswire and it says, with hospitals drowning in paperwork, patients look to internet for treatment. How many times? Mr. or Ms. Pharmacist. Have you had a patient come into you and say that they found something on the internet? So you understand, I mean, the healthcare system is overrun um, by needs of patients right now. And patients are out there looking for information. And uh, most of the time they're probably getting incorrect or half the story of the information and hospitals are drowning in paperwork, which cuts into the time health care providers are able to spend with patients. Um, Hospital patients, they feel connected to health care providers who don't spend a lot of time on paperwork. Um, They feel a little bit more connected. And it says that patients would rather search treatments on the internet for non-threatening medical issues than deal with hospital paperwork to see a healthcare professional. So rather than go through all all the paperwork that we're still inundated with, a patient would rather just go to Google and throw something in there and be able to find out good information about it. It also said that hospitals that use tablets or other mobile devices to, uh, to collect information from patients are more efficient than those that don't. How are you collecting your patient information, whether that be new patient information or um, updating patient information? Do you have a, um, a tablet that can interface with your pharmacy management system? Let's talk about digital health. Let's talk about the digital pharmacist on today's pharmacy podcast. You know, I've been waiting to interview this um veteran of the healthcare space, uh, somebody that's a rock star in my, uh, in my mind, and someone I really look up to from a digital content perspective, and uh, I'm so excited to welcome Don Hackett to the show today uh, with RxWiki. How are you doing today, Don?
1: I'm doing great, Todd. It's great to talk to you today, and it was great seeing you last week at the HIMSS conference in Chicago.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that. That's a great way to open up. Uh, it was great to, to meet up with you at uh, at two thousand fifteen in in Chicagoland. Um, you know, it it's amazing that we can't we cannot live in our little silos anymore. Uh, Don, you and I are, are part of the, the the grand and extremely important pharmacy community, but um, we are. Uh, we are spilling over into all facets of healthcare, care and um, it, it's just amazing how many people 43,000 participants at the HIMSS conference um, there were a tremendous amount of pharmacists in attendance um, the technology that, that was uh, shown the the up-and-coming analytics that were there the electronic health uh, records um, that were there um, of course you and I got to talk about RxWiki and the importance of, of good, uh, usable, leverageable content. I have so many questions for you, but wow, yeah, give give the listeners an overview of, of your uh, of your perspective of of hymns uh, this year.
1: Sure thing, Todd. Um, so my my perspective really goes back about twenty five years that's when I attended the first Hims conference and there might have been four to five thousand attendees um, you know my my first interaction between healthcare was called a doctor systems um, practice management systems as, as they were called back then and pharmacy we actually in ninety two, nineteen ninety two, 1992 we started processing from a doctor's system Via very inefficient technologies through the IBM Information Network to a to a fax machine in a pharmacy in New Jersey, we were doing uh, e-prescribing to use that phrase way back then. So that's re- really where I started seeing the uh, integration between you know health systems and pharmacy. So that that's quite a long ways ago. If if you fast forward to today or last week's event, um, you know the words I use. The thesis I have is that the primary care pharmacist is the answer to the problem. It's the underutilized healthcare provider on most street corners in America, and through better utilization, you know, better integration, and leveraging of digital technologies, that primary care pharmacist can really make an impact in our healthcare system.
0: Amen, very much so. Um, and I and, and I'm glad that the you've kind of given me another segue because that's really today's show. If you're listening, um, and I've prefaced this in other, in other um, podcasts that we've done. Um, this is a digital age. There's no question. and a pharmacist has got to lead as you have. Pharmacy has led with patient touch. Um, it's year after year we're seeing, who's the most trusted healthcare uh, professional in the uh, public's view, and it's nurses and pharmacists, and, um, and, and now we're on the eve of, of provider status, and there's a tremendous amount of responsibility. I, I think it was uh, Superman's dad that said, with, with great power comes great responsibility, or something like that. And, and I look at uh, the world of digital content, and where that digital content is being sourced, and how it's being easily accessed and how it's being uh, transferred and managed and that brings me right to the world of RXWiki. wiki so um before we get started with some of my questions don let's uh do a quick overview of uh of rx wiki's um hi- historical from a historical perspective and and kind of uh some of your vision as as the leader
1: well, thank you, and and uh, you know, in many ways, RxWiki is is still a startup company. Um, we have a lot of opportunity in front of us, but we're you know we're trying to make a difference each and every day. But we have a long way to go. But you know, let me back up again from. Um, so we're partnered with the uh, with NCPA, National Community Pharmacists Association, and uh, you know Doug Hoy, CEO of NCPA, really you know is a visionary. He and the NCPA board, they led the industry with SureScripts. You know, 10 years ago, whatever, that was painful. Um, it, it was uh, really hard to get going. Kevin Harder, Kevin Hutchison really made a difference and look at it today. SureScripts is such a wonderful entity for everybody. Um, I had the honor and privilege of working for you know NCPA uh, helping Marixa get started in the early days. And, and again, that was kind of visionary. Uh, Bruce Roberts, Doug Hoy, and the NCPA board kind of saw it way ahead of time that you know pharmacists are the best ones to deliver that annual uh, interaction with the patient and deliver real value. Um, so that led to a lot of the conversation about, let's call it RxWiki, because the um, you know, annual review of the patient via MTM was just a, a spot in time once a year. The debates we had really looked at the 364 um, experience of the patient outside of the pharmacy. And that's really the concept behind RxWiki. And that leads us really where we are today, which is trying to address that omni-channel patient's needs. Um, and when we use that, that term, what I'm really referring to is you know, any pharmacy patient in Main Street USA, um, you know, they're they're going to Facebook, they're going to Twitter, they have mobile apps, they go to websites, um, they have a lot of digital points of presence and the pharmacy needs to be able to connect with those patients regardless of their preferred device or channel and they need to be able to communicate the same information to that patient regardless of the channel. And uh, so as a publisher, I believe that's one of the big challenges we have today, specifically with health literacy. Um, The the silos that we have today, you 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 can get your health news here. You can get your conditional reviews there. You can get your med information from a different publisher. You can get videos from this organization. So I, I believe those silos need to go away and need to become a standardized platform so that the omnichannel patient has the ability to access the same content in the same voice, tone, and language and media, video, uh, across any, any modality, including in the pharmacy, uh, close to the dispensing counter while they're waiting the 11 minutes to pick up the script. So you know, from a health literacy patient education perspective, Um, I think RxWiki is focused on really trying to create and organize and share, you know, the world's medication health information in in a usable format, Um, you know, that the individual, um, individual consumer, patient, whatever word you want to use, can actually understand understand what's being communicated by the doctor and the pharmacist and uh, take action on that. So I do believe content is important. Uh, the distribution of that content to the right device or channel is critical, but to be able to do it in a uniform, synchronized manner, I think is the evolution we're in today. So I, I know that's a long-winded answer, but I believe content is really critical to the equation today.
0: No, and I think it's necessary to have that kind of answer because there is a, it's multifaceted and Something I want to bring up too, if you're a, if you're listening, you're a business owner, pharmacy owner. Um, there's some very simple things to remember. Obviously, peer-reviewed content um, has to be in place. If you go and go to YouTube and put in the word um, um, psychotropic meds, and you're going to get all kinds of things on psychotropic meds. I mean, you're going to get junk. You're going to get things that are questionable, and you may even get some peer-reviewed um, information that's good information. What I what I like is the consistency and the dedication of RxWiki to um, quality, uh, cl- truly clinical information that, that is verifiable, that we as uh, a pharmacy community, a pharmacist, a pharmacy owner can rely upon, and um, that might be taken for granted but it's so so incredibly important to the touch of the patient and, and engagement of the public. Um, and something that you said, Don, that might have been overlooked is, <clears throat> is your content um, easily accessible and formatted for mobile? Because you know it as well as I do and better than I do. This is a mobile world that we live in now. And if your website Mr. or Ms. Pharmacy Owner isn't uh, formatted for mobile and someone tries to get you through a Google search and they come up to your site and it's not prepared, then they're just going to go to the next provider or they might even, even land on your site. So what I like, Dawn, is you guys have paid attention to some of the most simplistic things that were so very important in scaling uh, the model of RxWiki and, and how it now can be disseminated and pushed out. Um, to someone trying to run a pharmacy business.
1: Yeah, good points. Let me um, use a phrase that uh, Dean Lynn Crimson uh, with um, UT, University of Texas uh, College of Pharmacy. When Dean and I, uh, Crimson, when we first started debating about RxWiki's uh, life science library of encyclopedias, as we call it, his, he, he quickly latched onto the perpetual peer review concept. Um, which basically means, uh, at, at publish, obviously it's been peer reviewed, which is great, but tomorrow, the next week or next year, something's going to change. So it really needs to be perpetually peer reviewed. So in the RX wiki, uh, editor network, um, we are always making edits to pages to try and make it, make the content, uh, more accurate, the accuracy spot on and that it's written to the eighth grade reading level so that hopefully most people can understand it and, and it does include a video um, for those who can't read so we're really big on those components but but yeah I mean last week just to be specific we probably of the top 1000 medications we edited I think 125 of those pages so even well-known brands or the top generics um, things are changing and it's always going to be reviewed it takes two level of pharmacy review before any edit is published and on every page you can see the picture of the last two editors so we have full transparency of the editors um, and, he, and part of the distribution Todd what you mentioned this is critical um, so today hypothetically at, at 4 o'clock Eastern the FDA might announce two or three changes as we know and of course publishers jump to it um, so within you know minutes if not hours the relevant pages within the RxWiki library will be edited. Once they're approved, they'll hit publish. And because we're platform centric, that update will go to every mobile app, the mobile web experience of RxWiki, the rxwiki.com website, any pharmacy website that has integrated the medication information. Um, It would go out on Twitter, and if it's related within Facebook, it'd go out on that channel as well. The updated video would be published, of course, across our network and up into YouTube as well. So, so the point is um, perpetual peer review is critical to make sure it's, it's edited correctly, but being a, a digital publisher that can distribute that content in a timely fashion is, is critical. It, it doesn't do any good to, to make the edit have the right information in your repository, but you have to wait for the monthly update. Um, yeah, that 30 days means a lot, and, and could cost people not only economically but you know their health status as well. So, yes, creating accurate, t- timely information that's distributed, you know, broadly across the digital ecosystem is critical from our point of view.
0: Yeah. And, and to review, Don, with uh, what the listeners may not know and may know is, is what that means as a provider of content and how you're pushing that out through the mobile app platform for your pharmacy. So, I mean, this is about your brand. This is about um, facilitating uh, refills, extremely sim- simple, of course, through mobile. Uh, medication encyclopedia references. Uh, real-time health news, which you just mentioned. Um, and obviously ask a pharmacist, um, which is a, a part of the RxWiki commitment, and, um, and then, of course, compounding uh, videos in Spanish and English. And Before we even started the, the show, you made that point. Um, we have a population in the United States that is um, uh, a, a huge uh, mixture of, of people and backgrounds, and we need to have access to our patients and, and communication with our patients that, that they're gonna understand.
1: Yeah, it's health literacy is often cited for its couple hundred million dollar cost to the system, but when you break it down, it it's really simple. Look, I'm not a healthcare provider; I'm just a technology guy. You know, most patients get to ask two questions when they visit a doctor. Um, about the same experience when a patient picks up a script at the pharmacy. You generally get one or two um, questions asked and answered, and and boy. If if you can leverage content that's relevant and trusted inside a pharmacy and certainly outside across any digital device, whenever that on-the-go patient wants an on-demand answer, you're going to make a difference in the business for that pharmacy. And, and that's our viewpoint. Um, if we can help offload one or two or three questions that the patient would ask would have asked a pharmacist. So so if we can answer those two or three questions before they even get to the counter, then, then the question or two that they do ask is very personal and relevant, and it's a better use of the pharmacist's time within the store. So yes, content is a competitive advantage, um, but it's got to be available when that person is using it. And, and the data is even really strong. So most shoppers, most consumers, when they're in a pharmacy, not, excuse me, most, about 20%, they're looking up information while they're in the pharmacy, even <laughs> waiting for the script. True. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I keep telling, the, you, know, the, you know, the NCPA members, when your patient's in your, in your aisles and they're looking down at their device, they're looking something up. They're reading. They're researching. You know, they want information. So you need to provide it. And um, that's why we're just trying to support, you know, in any way we can. Um you know, but let, let's take one example, Facebook. Uh, Who would have thought a year or two years ago that Facebook has become a health literacy, patient education, and now a pharmacy transaction services channel? I I wasn't going to say that two years ago, um, but look at it today. You know, again, with our partnership with NCPA and Doug Hoy, any NCPA member can have a Facebook page channel for free. We will help tune it up if you have one, and we'll certainly syndicate at no cost the health news and medication information or, or answers to, uh, to Ask a Pharmacist within those channels. But, but today, Facebook, good 20%, 25% of the population of America today, they go on to Facebook. They're looking for health and medication information that's um that's new news and it's only accelerating so yes facebook has become almost as important as a website to a pharmacy um so those are type of things we need to be uh, aware of and pay attention to because you know the digital evolution's moving at full speed
0: so let's talk about the digital pharmacy and that is um you know, being a digital pharmacy, it's not as hard as what you might think if, if you're listening to the show and you're like, what does that mean? It just means, uh, you know, having another, um, another ability, another connection, another offering out there of your expertise, of your touch, of your patient counsel that just happens to be digital if, in fact, you are not accessible as a patient's pharmacist. And that's what um, the backbone and the infrastructure um, that you're given uh, based on that RxWiki uh, platform. So, Don, share with the listeners what's new for digital pharmacy upcoming.
1: Um, sure. So f- the first thing everyone needs to pay attention to is can your customer or patient find you, on, on, you know, in a digital environment, in the ecosystem? So, so you have to have a Facebook page. It's got to be tuned so they can easily um, type in Terrytown Pharmacy, and there it is. Um, Your website, you know, Todd, as you mentioned, um, pharmacy websites need to be Google optimized for mobile responsive design. Now, that's that's no longer optional. If, If you're not mobile optimized, Google is going to not render you in the search results. So that's that's a real issue. So your patients have to find you. From that aspect and your patient patients expect to go to the iStore or android store and type in your pharmacy they expect to find a mobile app that's just you know, standard today so it's key to have those items available um so again we'll, we'll help pharmacies um either tune up the phrase we use or add value to their existing environments in, if they don't have one of those three or four items, we'll we'll help launch those as well. But to get to your answer from a digital pharmacy perspective today, um, let's let's just use a hard example. Um, you know, the CMS star ratings are here; they're measurable and they will impact a lot of different economic aspects of a pharmacy. One of the key aspects is you know, medication possession radio. One of the best things any pharmacy can do is make sure that their patients are ordering uh, the number two, number three refills. So the key thing there from a technology perspective is to ensure that your patient can order a refill of an authorized prescription uh, from any digital device. So obviously within the mobile app, we do that. You can actually do it from mobile web. Uh, You can do it off of websites. There's a lot of use of uh, patients ordering refills right from the pharmacy website. Um, And many pharmacies are putting the uh, refill button on Facebook. So, yes, patients can order their refills right from Facebook. So we believe that is key. So, again, access the ability to order that refill from any digital device is, is really something we're focused on, and if we can do that um, simple access um, you know, workflow, then we'll increase NPR for each of the pharmacies and hopefully boost their star ratings.
0: So you've also mentioned other things that are happening in the um, in the upcoming year um, from our RxWiki's delivery of, of content. Um, talk about RX Wiki TV.
1: Yes, it's it's really um it's fun. We're 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 looking forward to the official launch coming shortly. Um not to steal the thunder from uh, the big announcement, but we have uh, fully embraced the Google uh, platform. It will be um very dynamic, not a closed arch- architecture. Um So we've been working with Google a good six, seven months now on this architecture. So we'll be first to market, enabling a pharmacy to, uh, if they have a TV with a simple Chrome plug-in, Chromecast plug-in, a little little dongle, plug into their TV, and it will be configured with their existing Wi-Fi in the store, that that we all of a sudden can have a TV show um, running on their TV. Actually, any iPad on any aisle as well. So, RxWiki TV is a is a national brand, um, but we will be broadcasting that show within the pharmacy under their brand. So, the example would be Terrytown Pharmacy TV. So, we're really focused on building the brand of the pharmacy. Um, RxWiki is really the programming platform of all the content, and and the the twenty five-minute shows that are being produced include health news segments, featured articles, um, interviews with, with healthcare providers and pharmacies around the country. It will include uh, the latest medication information, FDA alerts. So it, it'll be quite informative. It will uh, include the local weather, and if you want, sports scores as well. So it'll be a um, very rich programming experience in pharmacy uh, right from any digital TV that the pharmacy has. Um, but again, it is the same content that that pharmacy's patients can find off of Facebook or in the mobile app or off the website. So again, the synchronization of the content is key. So when, when a new um, news story, health news story is created and published and syndicated, it too will show up at the pharmacy TV and so while you're sitting there or waiting for the you know the 11 minutes for the script you will be engaged and educated and entertained um with the same information that will be on the mobile app so it's uh, it's really exciting we're looking forward to officially launching our wicky tv next month and um there'll be more information about it how to get it how to work with it and how how each pharmacy can customize
0: that programming to meet their needs in their store that's that's major cool I can I can see the possibilities of having a uh, a flat screen in a corner um, to uh, to give your patients a a waiting environment where they're actually getting content to, to generate um, ideas in 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 their minds and answer questions, but I think uh, develop some dialogue between uh, patients and in, in the pharmacy too. And
1: in, in, in the leverage point of uh, let's call it the video content arts hooky TV. Um, you know the data is real clear. We we're all consumers of media. We all love videos. So the media media production of is is really key to you know engaging that user and, and that's what we're gonna be leveraging with what we call our digital MTM offering so that after you pick up your script or after you've completed your mtm session the pharmacist can easily sign you up to receive monthly uh, the latest information related to your medication or your health condition or the class of drugs whatever generic you're on That that information the same video information that you're watching in pharmacy or on your mobile app will be pushed to you each month with the latest information and most importantly that the pharmacist will have the information, they'll have the dashboard knowing which patients have opened that packet, have watched or read the information. So it really not only is, is, a, is a one-way street of pushing information out, it actually will be personalized, uh, progressively personalized for each patient such that they can consume it you know, each month to help them stay on therapy.
0: That's cool. That's and that, I I find it uh, pretty awesome that uh, we get, we get to to preview a little bit of this from from your description. Uh, I know I'm excited. I know that um, our listeners uh, who subscribe to the show uh, are will be excited to learn more. I'll make sure I put in the show notes uh, links back to um, RX Wiki and um, and and give everyone that's listening an ability to reach back out to you guys as well as the con- as well as the contact information for rxwiki.com uh, Well thank you very much I appreciate that So Don I uh, wanted to thank you for being on the show uh, this is an open invitation when, when you and I want to brainstorm about the future of uh, the digital pharmacist i um, love to have you back um, we have a um, an ongoing segment with uh, Dr. Anissa Garza who's just a wonderful uh, collaboration of ideas and, and issues that are uh, common misconceptions in pharmacy she does an incredible job and then obviously our initiative with the arcs chat uh, on wednesdays has just been um has been so much fun so i i i thank you um the uh for coming up with arcs wiki in the in the first place but uh you guys are, are very sincerely committed um to this uh to this space in in healthcare.
1: well thank you very much and, and again uh our mantra is, you know, we're trying to do, we're just a startup company, we're trying to make, make a little
0: difference in the world. And so we appreciate your support, Todd, and look forward to future conversations. Well, thank you. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. We are on with CEO of RxWiki, Mr. Don Hackett. And we thank you for listening.